This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. First, I just want to thank everybody who has completed the survey that we mentioned on the last episode. Every response went straight to my inbox. And honestly, it has been so encouraging to hear from listeners from Minnesota and around the world. Some of the written feedback in particular was very touching. And I'm glad that so many of you are enjoying this show. The survey is still open, so please fill it out if you haven't already. It's super quick eight multiple choice questions, and one optional written question. And we really appreciate your input. So you can access it at startribune.com slash curious survey or at a link that I will put in the show notes. Okay, on to today's show. We talked on the last episode about the Twin Cities penchant for stucco homes. Today we're addressing another housing-related question, this one involving windows. Reader Eric Holmstrom wanted to know how Minnesota became a hotbed of window manufacturing. After all, two of the nation's most well-known window companies, Marvin and Anderson Windows and Doors, are based right here in Minnesota. We're talking today with reporter Nick Williams, who dug into the history of Minnesota's window-making industry for Curious Minnesota. Well, Nick, thanks so much for joining us today. I was so sort of drawn to this question when you wrote about it. I mean, partly because... You watch HGTV, you see these names, Marvin and Anderson. I was recently in the New York area on a highway and saw, I I forget if it was a Marvin or an Anderson truck that drove by me. These windows are, you know, they're kind of ubiquitous in the construction world. And so the question kind of was about, are we a window hub? So let's kind of get to that first. Or the question was, how did we become a window hub? But uh, let's get to the question of, are we? Let's, can we back that up? Are we really a hub of window manufacturing? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. When you think about the entire U.S. and the many states we have that are known for producing certain things, Minnesota can claim that it's top three, mm-hmm. ranks number two in the concentration of jobs for window and door manufacturing, right behind Iowa. Iowa is the only other state, um, and of course they have they have Pella there that ranks above Minnesota. Right. So Pella Windows in Iowa, that's another big name. Right. Right. They're a big name. And then the fact that Minnesota is six times higher than the national average. Mm-hmm. In the number of jobs. The number of jobs. Then you also have the production of these companies. You're talking about over a billion dollars in revenue for just the top two, Marvin and Anderson. Right. Just those two alone and over 20,000 jobs right. right there. So you don't have that many window and door manufacturing companies over a billion dollars in revenue. Right. And that's why we so see that's their why, name correct, all over the place. Correct. And the fact that both of them are here in Minnesota with mm-hmm. all those jobs, and then you have larger companies, smaller compared to the Anderson and Marvin because they're huge, right? Mm-hmm. But still multi-million dollar companies that are here that employ thousands of people. Right. And we'll talk even later about there's a separate glass industry that comes into play here as well. 
Okay, so just to sort of set the listeners up a little bit, we're going to talk here about two timelines. We're talking about Marvin and Anderson, and we're going to jump around in time in the sense that we're going to go through one timeline and then the second timeline. That's kind of the best way we found to structure this. And this all kind of starts with something that we've talked about on this podcast already, which is our sort of lumber milling prowess. So take us back to, what is this, late 1800s or so? Correct. So late 1800s, early 1900s, the timber industry here is booming, mm-hmm. right? Because we're shipping white pine we're all over the country. We're shipping white pines all the way down the river. Right. And that's going down to the south, other parts of the country. And that's when 1903, Hans Anderson moves here mm-hmm. and starts the Anderson Lumber Company. Right. And this is originally in Hudson, Wisconsin, but it moves here pretty soon after that. Correct. Moved to Stillwater and then moved eventually further into Minnesota, but right. Stillwater is right on the state border right, right. there. And this kind of gets to a theme of this story, which is that these companies didn't begin as window companies. They began as something and then evolved in both cases, right? Correct. Correct. And in both cases, they began as lumber companies. Correct. And with Anderson, the country's growing, mm-hmm. homes, schools, hospitals, stores, these are all you know popping up across the Midwest and the region. So people need wood rapidly. They need ready to go to mm-hmm. construct all these things. So Hans Anderson recognizes this and starts using machinery and equipment to rapidly make ready-to-go wood. Right. Now, with that, people wanted windows. Mm-hmm. They wanted glass for homes. They wanted windows and glass for stores and for hospitals. It's in demand. He gives the people what they want. Right. So the company gets good at making what you call in the story engineered wood, right? And then this kind of leads them into maybe it was the most profitable one or whatever. This leads them into a more specific category of engineered wood, which is the window itself. The window framing, correct. Right, right. Correct. And so what they had some innovations at Anderson, and this is all before Marvin becomes a window company. The first that you mentioned in the story is the two-bundle method. So what is the two-bundle method? What an intriguing name. Uh, <laughs> what is that? So this system that they created in 1905 mm-hmm. allows windows to be assembled on site Mm-hmm. in less than 10 minutes. So we think about on-site, off the truck, it arrives to wherever this crew is building a home or right. a store or a hospital or school, and they're able to put the window together in 10 minutes, slap it in a frame, move on to the next one. Right. So you tell Anderson, here's what my specs are on the frame or whatever, and then they deliver you these two bundles, and that allows you to put it together right there. Correct. Okay. And now if you want to move... You know, 30 years later. Yeah, fast forward. Fast forward 30 years. 30 years later. First company to completely assemble a window unit in the industry. Okay. Arrives on site completely assembled. The crew just needs to put it in place and move on. And this is what we know today, but this is what Anderson is pioneering at the they time. They pioneered at the time, yes. Oh, okay. And this is, it's all, it's ready to go. It comes to the job site, all set to go, essentially. Correct. Got Correct. it. Okay. So those are pretty big deal. There's actually like some fun pictures on the story of one of those early casement windows being delivered. Um, okay. So now we've talked about Anderson. Let's talk about Marvin now. So for Anderson is Twin Cities based. Uh, they're in Bayport in that part of the metro. Marvin is in Warroad, Minnesota, which is where? That's in for far northwestern Minnesota? Yes. My geography knowledge... <laughs> Of uh, the Midwest isn't so great, but Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. And so how does Marvin become this huge company in northwestern Minnesota? So 1904, George Mm -hmm. Marvin gets a job managing a a grain elevator and lumber yard Mm -hmm. for a Canadian company. Okay. That company relocates, but 
George Marvin wants to stay in War Road and starts his own lumber company years later. Right. We don't know exactly what year, but 1904 is when he mm-hmm. came to War Road. We know okay. that. Right. But this is still just a lumber company, and it would remain so for quite a while, right? For quite a while. So 1932, we talked about Anderson creating this completely assembled window unit. Right. Right? 1930s. Also 1930s, George Marvin's son, William, mm-hmm. is called upon, called back home to War Road to help manage the company. And what is he doing? William is working for General Mills. Oh, okay. Another at the time. very large, recognizable company. Another very large Minnesota-based company. And I think that's just so interesting about the story, right? Mm-hmm. That the son is working for a big Minnesota company. I'm yeah. sure it was big at the time. It's big now. Right. And then leaves to go help his father start another legacy company in mm-hmm. Minnesota, right? So Marvin's thought process, as told to me by Christine Marvin, his granddaughter. Right. So this is still a family company. Still a family company, still run by fam- by Marvin's, is that he gets up there to our road and the war is just ending and the men are coming home and they're looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't want to leave home, but they want to stay. They need a reason to stay. So he says, we're going to create more jobs by getting into this industry, which is booming. The window industry. The window industry. Houses still need to be constructed. Mm-hmm. Schools need to be built. Hospitals, stores, fast-moving country. We're going to be a part of that. Right. Now, keep in mind, at the time, they were also making things to help during the war. Right. The story said that they, were, they had a contract with Campbell's Soup even, right, or something like they that? They were manufacturing ammunition boxes, life vests, mm-hmm. uh, and they had a contract, of course, with, with uh, Campbell's Soup. Mm-hmm. But they were using their machinery, their production site, to manufacture all types of things right. for that were needed during the war. Okay, so after the war, though, they transitioned into this post-war you know, housing boom and all that, so I imagine it was a big time to be in the window industry. Correct. Right. Families are, are growing, more schools, more stores, more hospitals. Right. Uh, more factories. Mm-hmm. Factories need doors and windows too, right? Right. So this is what William Marvin sees as opportunity, opportunity to provide jobs, and moves forward with it. Right. And you had a great anecdote in the story about sort of their commitment to Minnesota because, like, they had, there was a big fire in the 60s. Correct. 1961, uh, their manufacturing site burned down. All these other states came to the family, telling them, please move to our state with your job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there were maybe some incentives offered. And the family said, no, we're going to keep it in War Road. This is where we started. Yeah. This is where we can continue to grow our company and provide jobs here. Right. And they could have, they could have gone anywhere they want. They could have went to California, Texas. Right. Who, who knows? But okay. they decided to stay here. Okay. And as a result, thousands of jobs stay in the state. Right. Of course, you know, all that economic growth helps Minnesota. Right. And so let's talk about those jobs. So how many people about do we have working in this industry in Minnesota? Roughly 7,000. Wow. Okay. And are these good jobs? They're making about, on average, eighty-five, eighty-six $86,000 a year, which okay. is above the, the state median. Okay. And what's interesting about this is that when we talk about the window industry, yeah, there's the window manufacturing jobs, but then there's actually a glass industry that is supported by this because, you know, even though like Anderson, for example, is making windows, they're not making the glass that goes into the windows. They're outsourcing that. So like, what's that all about? Or what, what do we know about that? So Anderson, for example, have a partnership with Cardinal Glass, mm-hmm. which is a Twin Cities company. Okay. So you think about a lot of these companies 
yes, they produce the wood frame, mm-hmm. but they partner with glass companies to have that glass installed or inserted within the frame. Right, right. Like you said, a whole subset industry here based on the state's growing door and window framing industry. Yeah. This is a brand that you see around. If you walk by a house under construction, whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else, it doesn't have to be in Minnesota, you see these names literally like stickered onto the window, right? And right. Or you see it on television or you see their trucks around the country. So this question was great because it was something that was on my mind, kind of in the back of my mind when I see that kind of stuff. And I, I think it's also fascinating that this was born out of this era that we've talked about previously on the show that was this lumber era. Like it was born out of something that's also recognizable in this other way. Correct. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Nick. This is fascinating. It was a really interesting story. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's it for today's show. Again, we'd really appreciate your help with the survey if you haven't filled it out already. You can find it at startribune.com slash curious survey or at a link that I will put in the show notes. If you have other thoughts you want to share about the show or a question you'd like to see us answer at Curious Minnesota, please send an email to curious at startribune.com. Thanks, as always, to Matt Gilmer for editing this podcast. And if you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend about it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.